Guess who's back? Hey, y'all. It's 2019, everybody. Fuck you. It's January. What up, Blimp Blimp? Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's know all the energy you're getting out of me today. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> I'm still paying for the hangovers of the last couple days. Fam. Uh, it's... it's I, I, you're not supposed news. to be this fucked up at not even 30. But, yeah, you know, right? we out here. My joints hurt. Speaking of joints, we have a t- tasty joint here. Yeah, boy. Charles is here with us. Remember how I said Eric was going to be here last week? I lied. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't let him know soon enough. So at some point, he'll be back on the show. But eventually. we. In the meantime, you've got us. Us yep. today here. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours, your favorite slice of life podcast. And uh, today we're here with Real Nerd Hours historian Charles. Yes. Uh, have you really been going through all the old episodes? I am 10 episodes away from being completely caught up. Wow. What the fuck? Let me pull up because uh, I, so I started uh, listening. I think I. Let's see. Let me, uh, let me pull up my uh, podcast app here. So there's uh, 71 episodes so far. There are 71 episodes that uh, I have that I've read. I um, out of what 154, 104. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are about 30 episodes that I've got to get through. Um, I got I jumped on around 40. Let's see, I jumped on at 60. Okay. And so I've been listening since 60. And then I went back and I started listening uh, from number one. Oh God. And so. Jeez. I've got a, there's like a handful in the middle, um, 75 through 78. I just never got around to somehow. And then, uh, then yeah, I've got like between 30 and 60 now. And then like a handful that like I've, like I've picked because they're, or a few that like I listened to because I recognize the guest. Oh, sure. And then, uh, but then the rest I'm just kind of slowly powering through. Okay. All right. Okay. That's yeah, you know, that's more dedicated than I can say I am to this shit. <laughs> Have you ever listened to a single one of the episodes? Oh yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, like if there's a like just a banger, or like you know, I just know that there's at least one part that would amuse me to hear again. I'll listen to that occasionally if I have absolutely nothing else to listen to or put on in the background. I'll just throw on an episode. Um, That's something you know you don't have to really engage in. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. it's it's still like weird listening to myself. Yeah, I feel the same way. One of the things that helps me with that is when I edit the show, I edit it at two times speed. Yeah. So it doesn't really sound like me the entire time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then when I play it back at normal speed to like edit certain things in, it's uh, real weird. Yeah. Actually, I will say what I'm most likely to listen to is if I'm telling a story, I want to go back and hear how that came across. Because when you're retelling a story, especially if it's something you've already said before, sometimes you forget some details. Yeah, our memories don't always access stuff the way to... Yeah, and that's also part of how you can tell if someone's lying when they're uh, recalling a tale. Because... If it's the truth, it's usually not in order or like it's not rehearsed. A lie is more likely to be rehearsed. So it's going to be in a more logical order. But that's just a 
tendency more than a rule. Yeah. That sounds like some Kino shit. <laughs> <laughs> if the girl is lying to you, her story will be rehearsed. Does she really have a boyfriend? Find out by asking her all kinds of questions about him. Make physical contact. Make sure to threaten her. This is Kino. Oh, we're not talking about the card game when somebody's cheating? Oh, yikes. Whoops. This is... That's the only Kino joke I have. There you go. Uh, I promise. And I've made it before. I've made it several times. And I don't know why. Because it's funny. It's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. It's very easy. Anyway, how how are the early episodes coming across to you? Uh, I'd say the first, like, ten were interesting uh as Define in interesting. i mean when people say interesting they mean the same bad. way that like anytime you start something you don't really have if you if you go into like if you listen to any show that doesn't have a stated goal at the beginning then it's always like you can kind of you can he, you can hear the gears turning like what the fuck do we talk about <laughs> yeah yeah where do we go with this yeah and, yeah uh, that's that's accurate. Until you guys have decided to actually like talk about like ostensibly nerd shit. <laughs> That's when it kind of it's because you would come into it with things to talk about beforehand. Yeah. And there were a lot of times that in the first like ten, fifteen or so where you could tell you was like, Well, we're in the room now. We gotta <laughs> <laughs> We said we were gonna do this, so we gotta talk for an hour. Oh shit. We're gonna do this is the second year anniversary of the show. January third, two thousand 16 is when we started the show. Oh, yeah. So it's... Or 2017. My bad. Yeah, yeah. 17. And... So uh, now we're in 2019. This will be dropped on January 3rd, 2019. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long road. Uh, somebody actually recommended to me the reason why I started doing the ostensibly nerd shit thing was because somebody who I'm no longer friends with... Uh, I'm pretty sure anyway. Uh, <laughs> Isn't always the way. <laughs> uh, told me like, yo, like when I put on this podcast, you guys are like funny and all that. But like, I don't really know what the show's about. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of shows that that announce what they talk about at the front. And I felt like I was waiting for that mm. the entire time I was listening. And I was just like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, like. And honestly, like going from listening, not to cut you off, but like listening to recent episodes at the same time, like I listen to new, I listen to it when it comes out, except for last week, because I also find it difficult to hear my own voice. Yep. <laughs> so the first episode of the show I was on, it took me a while to like actually listen to. And then last week, so I was like, I'll, I'll get to it. <laughs> I know what I sound like. I know I talked too much. No, no, but uh, it's okay. It makes our jobs easier. Yeah, it's like whatever. It's only the only hour and forty minute episode in the feed right now. Hey, you know, funny story for those of you wondering if you should start a podcast. uh, The more people you have, the easier it is. Yeah, hundred percent. If you have like. I mean, I would say maybe cap it at about five. I think five is a sweet spot. Five might even be difficult. Yeah, I think three or four, depending on the topics, works really well. You probably could pull off five if you had very distinct voices and personalities. Yeah. Because if there's like one dude who's the loud, rambunctious one and the other one comes in with the hot, well, actually, and you got like two women who are very different because don't put five guys on mics. It's just going to get old. But (laughs) you got to mix it up. You got to at least have some guests. You got to have some diversity of some sort. 
But I mean, like diversity of not necessarily diversity of like diversity, diversity in the same way that just like, of voices, on. Yeah, yeah, voices, diversity of, is a of voices, deal. like and uh, patterns of speaking and mannerisms and jokey joke styles. You can't yeah. have like I swear to God, dude. If I have to listen, I've listened to a lot of fucking podcasts. Yeah, you have. Okay, and this is all right. Let me from the outset. Let me go ahead and preface the rest of this episode by saying like look this is a throwback to what we used to do back in the day there's i have things to talk about i don't want to talk about them i just want to sit here and complain about things so if you like that old stuff bring him back the classic yeah baby so i've listened to a lot of fucking podcasts in my time and i swear to god if i have to listen to another bro fitness podcast because like I'm interested in so many fucking things and you'd be surprised how many podcasts there are first and foremost and second you'd be surprised how many have dudes who just sound alike who believe the same shit just going back and forth in the episode it is it especially it's a big problem in fitness like specifically you, you tend to draw a specific crowd when it comes to like Doing a fucking bro fitness podcast, I think you can already picture the guys that are sitting in a room doing this. Yeah, same thing with video game comic book podcasts. There have been so many podcasts that I've listened to where I've stopped because, like, I can't tell these dudes apart. Yeah. I know there are at least three dudes in this room, <laughs> and I don't know who's talking right now. Well, then, the, yeah, the other problem is that sometimes you just get a bunch of people who have either no personality or the exact same personality. Yeah. And, you know, I'll keep it funky. Uh, I think that this podcast, a lot of the time, uh, suffered from something similar. In ways. Whereas, like, it's not that we don't have personality. It's just that we didn't have a vision for the show. And, like, we would meander. Because, like, a lot of what we do on this show is more, like, it's more informative than, like, opinionated. Sometimes, sometimes, you know, we can yeah. have some spicy takes, but you know, uh, but like sometimes the personality just doesn't really come through. There's no real time to, to shine. But yeah. Yeah. That's, that's our own doing. It's not like we have a boss out here telling us what to do. Yeah. We don't have a producer. If you want to produce the show, well, the new one anyway, yeah. <laughs> if that ever happens, we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, there's so many things going on. Uh, if you want to produce, just fucking shoot me an email. I'm like easing off of Twitter. I don't like using Twitter anymore, uh, mainly because like nothing really good comes from it. I mean, like it's fun to follow people uh, and like look at content, but as far as like posting content, like it's, I don't think it's good for that. Yeah. Unless you're like, you have that certain brand of humor that just hits all the right notes with uh, the Twitter crowd. Cause there is a very specific type of humor now. Definitely. Yeah. That lazy meme shit yeah. where you have somebody like, Oh my God, I was watching TV and like, I was looking at Garfield and I was like, what would happen if like, Goku flew through the ceiling right now and just murdered John and like Garfield just like started smoking meth. What would happen? It's so comic about it. It's so random. Make a comic about it. We'll get at least 2k retweets. And then you have people who like string together like different memes like, Oh, it's like when Pepe meets like so serious guy and like boomer and zoomer and they all like have an orgy or whatever 
and uh, I can't even capture the essence of lazy memes. No, it, it's it's just weird, random shit. It's kind of like the more adult version of Tumblr humor in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, not more adult in that it's you know more explicit or anything because I mean Tumblr was mostly porn for. A It'd while. be like if he went to the grocery store and there's meth on the aisles. Yeah, let me smoke this bleach. And yeah, no one's dad is on Tumblr, so it's different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm an adult now. <laughs> I I play with yo-yos. I'm adulting right. <laughs> oh, God. Good uh, old adulting. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, let's get into today's topic, I guess. Today's topic. Uh, the worst things from 2019. 18. 18. I mean, I guess we could talk about the worst thing in 2019. It'll just be a short list. <laughs> I've, I've updated my brain so I know what to write on my checks. So... Yep. I'll tell you the worst thing in 2019, waking up with a hangover and puking four times in the morning. <laughs> oh, I don't struggle with those problems. I've actually, you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I've figured out how to cure my hangovers. I, I will get to the story like of what I did on New Year's Eve. Oh, let's start with that instead of the worst things of 2018. Okay, well, we're going to start with what caused the worst things of 2019. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had mentioned my boy Tobias on this show before, and I don't recall how much information I gave about him as a person, but long story short, he loves to party and he loves drinking and he loves getting everyone around him really drunk. And he is very wealthy. He has his own money that he earned because he's got a very uh, prestigious job at a prestigious company. And uh, yeah, he does it, does it well. So he's got a shitload of money. So this was at his place. And I. <sighs> It wasn't even that wild of a party. Apparently, for for his events, it was very tame, just because you know there was too much stuff going on. It's New Year's Eve; everyone's hosting something. Basically, they split the vote among the uh, that friend group. So uh, yeah, I just did everything that I know not to do when drinking, and they are as following. Okay, first. I took way too many shots. I know my limit on shots, and I went well beyond it. I will say that I was at least smart enough to fraud my way through half of them, which is to say, take a sip off the top, pour it out when no one's looking because everyone's, you know. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why not just not take the shot? Holy <laughs> shit. Look, when you're in the moment, I'm real bad at saying no. <laughs> I'm real bad when's like when someone like calls you from across the room and like already has it poured for you. It's like yeah, that's when it, like because then once okay. it's, if a shot's already poured, you kind of feel obligated to take yeah. it. You're like oh well, the booze is out of the bottle already. <laughs> I mean, you could conversely say I'm not taking that. Yeah, I, I could. <laughs> We're adults. Like we know that we can. <laughs> and like I said. I'm real bad at saying no. I've, I've done I've shots with you, Denzel, that I didn't want to take. So I'm just like, well, we're doing shots. We, oh, Jesus. Oh, well, now I feel bad over here. Peer pressure and people. Well, on the plus side, we were at your home. We were at my house. See, that's mo- that was most of the reason. Especially as we were at my house. If anything happens, I can just go to my room. Yes. <laughs> like, I'd yeah. be all right. Yeah. yeah. That's always nice. Uh, so that was a mistake. 
maybe several times. Uh, <laughs> another thing that you're not supposed to do when drinking is go into a hot tub. But there was a hot tub, and <sighs> I wanted to go in there. It was cold outside. It looked I know, nice. It's been it was very cold in San Diego, and I probably would have also gotten into a hot tub on the years if there was were one available. Nice. And it was a good mix of ladies and gentlemen, and it was good conversation had. And I wasn't even in there that long, but it was enough. Uh, and then also, I also uh, crossfaded, which is something that I never do, like ever. Which High said, on ecstasy and drunk. No. High on coke and drunk. No. I'm sure that you both can do of those fine. were available. <laughs> High on LSD and drunk. I don't know about that one. I smoked a very small amount of weed and had probably too much of an edible. And I think that was what really See, like, what just I, knocked my ass That's out. one of those things where you got to pick one. You don't. I, I just don't <laughs> think you should smoke and also do an edible because you can't gauge. They were very gonna... far apart and I only smoked a little, little bit. Okay. But I, well, I mean, we know I from the fact that you're telling Yikes. And yeah, it was it was a good time. And. Uh, so Lonnie was supposed to go to that party with me, uh, because she was always the person that would get like the story. She would get the story first out of everybody whenever, uh, I hung out with Tobias and, uh, yeah, she, she had been doing a bunch of stuff this week and, um, had to be back down here. Cause this was in basically LA. She had to be back in San Diego for family stuff fairly early so she's like yeah you know what it's just a bad idea i'm just not gonna go i'm like okay fine she's like but you better give me the play-by-play and when i read went back and read that play-by-play i didn't remember half the shit oh boy (laughs) and it wasn't even that i was like fully blacked out and just had no recollection of it it's just i don't remember writing this to her and i don't remember exactly the details of why I said some of the things I said, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. I also got to say, I I am a competent dancer. I wouldn't consider myself a good dancer, but I have basic rhythm and reasonable coordination. When you're at a party with almost entirely white people, that suddenly <laughs> makes you the best dancer. <laughs> <laughs> None of them are musicians. Nope. Ugh, there yikes. was one DJ and he put on, what did he put on? I don't even remember, but it was some rap song. And, oh, and there, then there was, it was an 80s theme party. So there was some Michael Jackson playing. So I moonwalked and everyone just lost their shit. Like, oh my God, someone can moonwalk. I'm like, yeah, it's easy. You're on hardwood floors and I'm wearing dress shoes. <laughs> also, Michael Jackson got it from a child. So <laughs> it's more attainable than you might think it is. Uh, very true. Yep. But yeah, so uh, the combination of too many shots, too much drinking, and too much weed made that one nasty hangover. And uh, yeah, it was not a good time to start uh, 2019. Well, damn. Lucky yep. you. But it was fun. Yeah. It's cool. Oh. Saw some boobs. It was a good party. <laughs> that's always a good party. <laughs> yeah, that's chill. That's super chill. Uh, I didn't see any boobs. I played a lot of Smash or enough Smash that I could handle. Yeah. Uh, it was a good time. 
I also played Bomberman, uh, oh, which shit. was fucked up. The fucking so computer is way too good. Yeah. <laughs> and it pisses me off. None of us, of everybody playing, none of us won. It was three, <laughs> versus, three versus one for the computer. Damn. I like it was... Um, well, we weren't on a team. We were working yeah. as individuals. Yeah, but after, yeah. like, we lost the sixth time in a row. <laughs> like, we're going to fight computer row. Yeah. And couldn't. No, exactly. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> and then we watched, um, we ended up adding a bunch of CPU players because it, it gives you the option of either four players or eight players. Oh, man. And so eight players with mostly CPUs versus three humans. We were just like, all right, look, we're not here to win. We just want to see how to win. We're here to not lose. <laughs> we're yeah. here to learn. Yeah, it was fucked up. It was a fucked up experience. Fuck Bomberman. That game sucks. Never play it. Uh, worst things of 2018, Bomberman. <laughs> uh, if you want to hear some real negativity shit, let's get into that segment. All Go right. for it. Let's get into it. Worst things of 2019. We're not going to do segments uh, because I don't know if I can name three things from the single category. Yeah. But like one of we can just list off like our individual least favorite things like one at a time and go into a circle until we get tired of doing it. I uh, number one for me, I guess the first thing, not number one of the entire list, is uh, podcasts with bad sound quality <laughs> or annoying co-hosts. Because there's, a, I used to listen to this show called Knowledge Fight, and it was a lot about like Alex Jones. And uh, some other conspiracy theorist things, but like one of the co-hosts is fucking insane, and he's oh. got this like weird cartoon voice, and he he always is like very chipper, and okay. it reminds me of uh, I think this is the correct reference, the guy from Chachkis in Office Space. Oh, okay. He's yep, very manager. upbeat, very fucking annoying. Yep, and it's like oh god. Yeah, I don't want to listen to this anymore. I can't. I could do without it. I could do without it. I, I. Who's next? Uh, yeah, my thing. my number one worst thing of 2018 being broke. Yeah, boy. Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't have a steady job all year, so there were times where I was good to go, and times where I'm like, okay, let's let's figure this out. And yeah, let me tell you what sucks. Having to figure this out. <laughs> Yikes. That's that fucking ramen and spaghetti diet. Hell yeah. Got to get that store brand tomato sauce, <laughs> but they don't have sugar free, so it all tastes like shit. It tastes like candy. No, you just, uh, some, just olive oil and noodles. It's <laughs> enough flavor to get Pasta you <laughs> Yeah, dog. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't work for two months this year, and I was. That's one of the holes I'm digging myself out of right now. Oof. Yep. Let's see. My worst thing of this year is last uh, year of last year of 2018 is uh, just a fucking awful date that I went on. <laughs> and it's like, it's big enough that I'm still. <laughs> how, how bad can it be that you're still talking about it? Dude, a whole year later. It, and it happened in February. That's oh, a geez, fucking that bad of a whole it. year later. <laughs> <laughs> this awful book. Who I don't even want to. I'm not gonna tell the whole story. I'm gonna do like the Cliff Notes version of it. Met this girl on Tinder in 2017. Uh, we went out once. It was super cool, and the scheduling just kept us from going out. We talked for a little bit. We planned on going on a date. 
I ended up getting strep throat. So I'm like, hey, I can't be around people. And she was like, cool, uh, hit me up when you're good. And so once I ran through my antibiotics, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Like, well, I was like, to strike while this iron is hot. Let's do this. We meet up. She doesn't look like her profile picture. She does in the face, but they're older pictures. Uh, oh. Uh. And, but I was like, I was still into it. I was like, all right, cool. So we meet up. Less so now. I think I've slowed down a bit. But I used to drink a lot. And as a result, tolerance was real high. So our, we go out to get brunch, and we just start drinking. I like, I le- no, you know when brunch is. Just ballpark <laughs> what time you, yeah. if someone invited you to brunch, you would show up. <laughs> Probably, I'd show up as early as possible, 10 a.m. at a lot of places. There was one spot uh, called the Bamboo Lounge that would start at 9, so Ooh. I would go there at 9 a.m. on a Sunday and get fucking torn up Hell before yeah. noon. Chat low end brunch. I I mean I'm more of a late riser, so I would probably be noon. Uh one o'clock. All right. She's we she's like, let's get brunch. I'm like, cool, I'm down for brunch. It'll be a Saturday. I don't have shit going on. Let's get brunch. And then like eleven, I haven't heard from her. Like, when are we meeting up at this brunch spot? And then it's like noon, I haven't heard from her. He's like, hey, you want to get together at 1 30? 1 30? is lunch. <laughs> yeah, you have firmly crossed over. No one's lunch. brunch menu is still popping it up at 1 30. Oh, you're going to give me a fucking slice of toast with cream cheese and jam on it at 1 30 in the motherfucking oh, afternoon? You're telling me I have to pay for each one of these mimosas? <laughs> not about it. This is not brunch anymore. <laughs> Fuck you. You bring me a picture for $9 or you make these bottomless. I'm not. If, if you can't get bottomless mimosas, it's not brunch. Facts. So I don't care how lit that croak madame is. Already, just off to rough start. I don't like being like. Not I'm not feeling that. But we start. We have we're eating. The people, the folks at the restaurant were super cool. Like yeah, you can still order out the brunch menu. We don't go fuck. Good. Yeah, we're still good. set up for it. So we end up. We still get like breakfast shit and uh, cheap drinks. We're having a good time. Probably end up talking like an hour, hour and a half for this one spot. She wants to go to another spot. Excuse me. She wants to go to another spot. So I'm like, cool, let's we'll zoom over there. I'll, I'll get us a lift. It'll be dope. I had driven to the venue, but I'd been drinking for an hour and a half. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> let me get us <laughs> a lift not. over to this new spot. <laughs> she, while we're in the car, she changes destinations twice. I'm like, where, what are we doing right now? She's like, oh, we're going to go meet my friends. Like, why didn't you t- just say that we were going to meet your friends? And also, how do you not know where your friends are right now? Like, if you, that was the plan. <laughs> so we end up over in Hillcrest and almost immediately ignores me to talk to her friends. Sick. <laughs> but, like, we'll keep checking in to make sure that I'm still, like, around. Like, she'll involve me in the conversation here and there. Just enough that, like, I don't feel like I have to. I'm, like, I don't just fucking leave. And it's whatever. And it kind of picks up after a while, but she's just still going to town. And she's drinking as much as I am. And she's a smaller woman than I am. Oh, yikes. And then she starts getting real, like after a certain point, she's actually getting real handsy. Uh, We're at uh, Gossip Grill. If you're in San Diego, Gossip Grill is a uh, lesbian bar in Hillcrest. Also with good drinks. Very, very good drinks. Very good, <laughs> very good drink <laughs> specials. Yeah. Um, but they are, they uh, openly, they are very vocally uh, women friendly. 
And what that means is if you're a dude and you're being a creep, they're going to fucking throw you up. Yeah. And I know this because I love Gossip Girl. It's a great bar. (laughs) (laughs) And And, you've been thrown out multiple times. And uh, this woman, (laughs) one time. (laughs) It was a misunderstanding. Uh, This woman is just moving my hands places. I'm not. I'm like, we can't do this here. If you want to leave. Like let's go. We can go. Like Call if, another lift. Like if you're if you're down to get in something, let's go. But we this is a bar. It, in not the a, middle of the day. <laughs> At this point, it's like six o'clock. We've been drinking for five Jesus. and a half hours. <laughs> Yikes! And I keep like having to take my hands from her. Mm-hmm. And uh, we finally, I was like, I have to go. She's like, Okay, let's go. I'm like, oh. it's like I meant I have to go. But fine, if you're <laughs> finally down to leave, then we'll go. So I had stopped drinking like an hour and a half before because I'm like, if I'm drunk and this bitch gets me into something, like I'm not going to be able to get out of it. So I need to, <laughs> I need to pump the brakes. Keep your wits about you. So it's about 7, 7.30. I'd stopped drinking after around 5. Wait, I get another lift to take us back to where my car is. I'm like, cool, I'll, let me just, like, I'm going to drive you home, like, you're hammered. I just need to drive you home so I can go. <laughs> and she's not having it. She's like, well, first of all, I'm like, because she told me she lives downtown when we met a couple months before. So I'm having a, so we're in Hillcrest. I'm like, it'll be cool. I'll just shoot across, take you, drop you off at your house. It's like, no, well, I'm actually staying somewhere else right now. Okay. So I take her to, she gives me a new address. I take her to her friend's place. It's like, I'm staying here tonight. Uh, I've been renting out my house at Airbnb. I'm like, that's weird, but whatever. You're putting yourself out to rent out your Yeah, place, like, but okay. That's cool. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm over the situation already. So I get her to her friend's place. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, this was a fun time. Like, hit me up uh, when you don't want to get fucking trash in the middle of the day. <laughs> and she like, she's like, can you walk me to the door? I'm like, this is an apartment. I can't walk you to the door. <laughs> but we get over and she it's she has a key to get into this complex. And so we go up and we get into the fucking we get there. I'm like, all right, well, maybe she's got, you know, her friend's got a guest room and she's gonna hang out. No, it's a two bedroom apartment and her friend has a roommate. Ooh. I'm like, what is your plan? <laughs> are you going to fuck me on this dude's couch? What are we doing here? <laughs> so the roommate, I don't know if this, I don't know if this chick does this all the time or what, but it's two dudes in the apartment. Oh, uh, and so the roommate who's, I guess she's only friends with through her best friend who lives there, uh, immediately just like pieces out, <laughs> just goes to his room. <laughs> And then uh, her friend is just like in the kitchen, and it's like it's kind of like your kitchen where there's like the like a bar, but like the, there's a high, there's a wall, uh-huh. so you can hear around, but you can't see. And she's doing that shit again, where she's just all over me and like moving my hands and stuff. I'm like, I can't, like, I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> I don't know whose house this is, and you're hammered, and I'm mostly sober. This is not okay on any level. Yeah. So I keep trying to leave. And she, like, as I'm, like, going towards the door, she, like, yanks me into the bathroom. <laughs> and I'm, like, 
there's more to it. I'm not going to tell it on your show. <laughs> but I eventually managed to like escape. I have to escape this woman. And then she starts yelling at me because I won't stay and fuck her. Fuck me. It's like, you're really not going to fuck me right now? Like, no. I told you we could have gone to my house. It's right up the road. You wanted to come here. You don't have a bed. I'm not going to fuck you in your friend's bathroom. I'm going. God, that's so weird. And so I fucking leave, and I take this the longest, thoroughest shower. <laughs> oh, that sucks. It was God. fucking awful. Yeah, that's rough, man. I had a fucking dream about it like a month ago. It's oh. like, it, it was the worst date on so many levels that I've ever been on. <laughs> oh, shit. God, damn. That sucks. That fucking sucks. Oh, you can hear that full story on an episode of my show if you want to track it down. It's bad. God damn. Oh, fuck. I guess uh, my next thing is not anything in particular. I think the worst anime that I've seen this year <laughs> is uh, I be, because like I have fantastic taste for the most part. Yep. And I only watch it's things impeccable. that are good. Uh, so Goblin Slayer. Probably one of the worst things I've seen in my life. I, one of the worst I, mangas I've ever read. I liked the first episode of Goblin Slayer, and I was totally fine with it being a 30-minute OVA. <laughs> that goes <laughs> absolutely nowhere. I will never watch another episode. Yeah, man. That I guess my problem is less so with Goblin Slayer itself and more so with the fan base. I don't know who likes that and why. Because it, is it, if it... I, is just edgy and people like edgy shit. I know two people who like that show. One of them. Yeah. He just likes edgy shit because, you know, he doesn't believe in USJW cucks in your agenda. <laughs> um, and the other guy, he just, he pretty much just likes anything that has like violence and explosions and stuff. Like simple. Yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, that Goblin Slayer is one of the most generic shows I've ever seen. The concept, generic. Characters, generic. Villains, generic. Magic, generic. Yeah. All yeah. The, it's like based off of D&D. D&D is a trope at this point. Mm -hmm. That show fucking sucks. That show is awful. And if you like it, you're probably fine. But like, that's a weird thing. Don't, don't, don't die on a hill for that show. Yeah. I've seen people trying to argue that show into the ground. And like, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's not good. It's not yeah. a good show. No. No. Uh, my next worst thing is uh, kids being put in cages. That happened this year. We yeah, haven't sure done oh, weird thing. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We I probably was... haven't talked about that enough in general. Yeah, I was trying to keep the show light. Thank you very much. <laughs> God damn. Just a reminder that that happened. Okay, and go it's ahead. it's still happening. There's a concentration camp in the desert in fucking Texas. So if you want to be like, oh, you guys, not a concentration camp. You guys are liberals. They can tell by the words that you're using. Well, it's literal, by definition, yeah. concentration, concentration camp. camp. So. Suck a dick. Uh, don't know what don't to tell you, bud. Don't these people into office anymore. Yeah, don't do it. Oh, I want to own the libs by ruining lives. 
not their lives, just <laughs> oh, lives yeah, in just general. Lives. Just some lives. And like one of the things that I hate the most is I don't know, this isn't a new thing, but like people people railing against people who care about things. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I don't get how what. dare you give a shit. <laughs> how yeah. dare how dare you care about things? Now, I will say that every once in a while you do get like the hyper hippie types that will just They'll cry about literally every issue, and some of them just aren't big deals. When you can also tell when that's performative. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, like, there are some people who just genuinely care about all these issues, yeah. and other times where it's like, oh, it's just the next hot button issue. Coney twenty twelve, yeah. Oh yeah, I really that I think Coney twenty twelve was like the start of some yeah. terrible shit. Kind of like some <laughs> yeah. the, that modern version of like people just. Yeah, Ooh. being performative, uh, performative activism. Yeah, yeah, there we go. That's, that's my next great, thing. That's, that's my. I will rail against this next. But go ahead, Charles. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't. We live in San Diego. I don't love IPAs, and I feel like we've reached just like just peak IPAs everywhere. I've not gone to a single brewery that didn't have half a menu like half their half their shit is yeah. all ipas and i just it's just not for me i don't if you like ipas fine like i'm not gonna fight with you about it but i don't need all my shit to be that bitter there was a brewery that recently shut down the council brewing oh uh, they have a council yeah uh yeah they had some really good beers uh for a short period of time you remember whenever i would bring up you would probably remember this most of anybody but there was a brewery that i would always bring up that would have half their beers as ipas yeah that was the place yeah uh and not to like i really liked uh a lot of their beer before they had the beatitude stuff on tap Mm -hmm. they didn't it was all just straight bottled yeah so they had legit half ipas and then everything else was like varied. Yeah, there'd be like, you know, we've got a pale, we've got a, we've got a, a wheat beer. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got, got an a, amber. We've got our single stout. <laughs> it's uh thirteen percent. We can only give you four ounces of it. Yeah. <laughs> also, it costs sixty four dollars. <laughs> I. That's another thing. That's another fucking thing. I went to this anniversary party at this brewery, and they were charging six dollars for uh, what clearly wasn't a pint, yeah. a half pour, or I mean, yeah, a pint or a half pour. So what ended up happening is we go to this brewery, and to buy a drink ticket, it's six dollars. Uh huh. And to get uh, a pour of their specific stout. Uh, it was $8. Fuck off. And the cups that they gave out for this two-year anniversary, because they weren't pouring pints that entire day, it's an eight-ounce cup. So $6 for eight ounces? Nah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, nah. I understand where the math comes from, because, like, a taster at some places can range from $2.50 up to $4. But not every beer on that list is that worth that much. Nah. Are you fucking kidding me? I was real upset. For eight ounces, a half pour is at least ten, dog. What are you guys doing? And then on top of that, it wasn't even a full, like, eight ounces because there was head in there as well. I I have the fucking cup in here. It's like a fucking highball glass, which is, I mean, as it turns out, not very high. What a misnomer. Eh, Getting lowballed by the highball glass. Uh, (laughs) Worst food I had in 2018. I, you know, honestly, I almost made it to the home stretch without having this in 2018. But uh, 
This was this was like December 22nd or something like that. This was very recent. I went down to uh, there's a restaurant uh, in the Asian district here called Cross Street Chicken. And that place itself Ooh. is very good. I really enjoy their food. But <laughs> they, have, they have a challenge on their menu. They have a Carolina Reaper chicken wings. So they're crazy fucking spicy mm. chicken wings. And uh, Lonnie and I have a friend who, like, he wanted to do the challenge. And we're like, okay. <laughs> Do the fucking challenge. Let's go, son. Just real quick. uh, The funniest thing about spicy food in San Diego is it's only spicy when they want it to be spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, like. Super frustrating. Yeah, dog. Like, if I'm ordering, uh, like, your spicy chicken sandwich at whatever bespoke eatery that's down here, like, I want it to be spicy. I want the spice. Yeah, you want it to have some heat to it. Yeah. Some real heat. I don't want I don't want it to just have black pepper and cayenne. Like a good example of this is I went to Miss B's Coconut Club and I had their spicy chicken and waffles. Yeah. And neither the chicken nor the waffles <laughs> were spicy. What was spicy was the jam that was on the bottom of the plate underneath the waffles. What? Huh. So the jam just had cayenne pepper in it. It wasn't super spicy. Okay. But I was just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> I, if, if There's so many steps you could have added. <laughs> yeah, like what if I was allergic to strawberry? Yeah. And I was just, just like, I can't eat this jam, motherfucker. What are you going to do to make this spicy for me? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, it's all good. I actually just had another experience with that friend of mine from Santa Barbara uh, was down here uh, for New Year's Eve, and he went to Tajima, so I went with him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get the uh, the spicy sesame ramen, and he's like, oh, yeah, knowing them, it's probably actually spicy, and they're like, mm, it's spiced. <laughs> yeah, you got to remember where you were at. <laughs> there are spices on this ramen, but it's not spicy. I don't know about that, but yeah, uh, Carolina Reaper chicken wings, crazy fucking hot, and uh, he ended up deciding against doing the challenge. Um uh, just because we had ordered too much other food. And the challenge was you had to eat this order of wings in five minutes. It was like five bone-in wings in five minutes with no napkins, no drink. And you have to sit there for three minutes afterward. So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be hot. But because the challenge is more of a speed thing, it's they're not going yeah. they're, they're to be hot. They're not going to be like stupid, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so he walks off to the bathroom because he knows he's not going to be able to touch his dick after eating these wings. <laughs> and uh, so Lonnie and I try the sauce, like just dip a finger in it, just try it. And uh, I had flashbacks to that Mad Dog 357. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I, w- I would actually say that the Mad Dog tasted better. Because this shit was just bitter, salty, and uh, painful. The Mad Dog at least with the had so, yeah. Mad Dog at least had some flavor to it. This just sucked. So it's how hot can we make these wings? And that's where the logic ends. Yeah, that's not. it. It's like, oh, well, we are make it good taste wings. like something, so here's salt. <laughs> They're not good wings, but they are really hot. Yeah. <laughs> and all their other food is so good. And then that just comes out of nowhere, and it sucks on every level. <laughs> God, that's awful. 
That's awful. Yeah. And shout outs to being alive in the year of our Lord 2018, now 2019, and having a place that only serves chicken. Yeah. Like they only serve chicken. And they chicken. do that shit well. Yeah, they do yeah. it really well. Uh, the Hive also does it very well. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. Place in a minute. Yeah, same. Oh, I like it though. I like yeah. that place. Let's go back. I will go ahead and rail against performative living. I hate performative mm. living, 100%. I, I was doing this thing on my Instagram for a while where I was getting up because I have an issue uh, sleeping at times, and I will wake up in the middle of the night, and it'll be like 3 in the morning, and I won't be able to get back to sleep until 6, Oof. and then I'll wake up at 9 and be late to work or whatever. Yeah. So what ends up happening is I'll po- post things on Instagram at like 3 in the morning like, yo, rise and grind. It's yeah, 3 in the stories like, what the fuck is this dude doing up so? <laughs> and, and it's like, I mean, I always say the same shit, but I really mean it. Like, doing something ironically is the same thing as doing it because people can't tell the difference even if you yeah. outline that you're doing it ironically. Right. So it doesn't really matter. And as far as like things being harmful go, um, performatively posting like, yo, rise and grind or whatever uh, isn't a big deal. No, like there is no one. That's being like, hey, be go to work is not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. hurting anybody. Exactly. So I, I post uh, like goals for 2019 right like i'm like yo what are your goals for next year and i get a bunch of responses and one person's uh goal is like i want to be more like you like you get up early and you take care of shit and i was just like oh no this is the opposite <laughs> of what i want I mean, you know to- like but that could be a good thing you could have actually inspired someone maybe not 3 a.m because fuck that but yeah, yeah. you know if you start getting up at like eight instead of 10 or whatever and you actually start getting stuff done that's a good thing yeah definitely but yeah, it also shows how easily influenced people are. Yeah, I was like, dog, <laughs> like, please, no, like, this isn't a good thing. You have to be better than me because I will, I will get up at three in the morning, fuck around on my computer for a little bit, <laughs> and then lay back down and try to go back to sleep. Maybe I'll do some body weight exercise or whatever. But like, I'm not actually doing things, right? Because like, most things are closed at three in the morning. Yeah, not a whole lot you can do shit at three a.m. <laughs> unless you're just sitting on your computer and like producing something there, but. You could do that any other time as well. Yeah. And I don't know if you ever tried to do any uh, sound production at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, when you listen back to it at 9 a.m., you're not that good. Oh, man. Oh, I used to do that. I, I used to be, I wouldn't say like heavy into music production, but I would make music pretty frequently when I was like, I would say 20, 21 was probably when I was most prolific. Um, and I say prolific as though I actually ever put any shit out there. <laughs> when you were working the at it the most. Yeah. And uh, there was one brief moment during that time where my sound card was out on my computer. So I couldn't hear what I was doing. And I was like, you know what? That's fine. It's like I know the mechanics of yeah, this. Yeah, I know music theory well enough that I can at least make something competent. Right. So as long as I have a clear idea and like I stick to these sets of rules, I can make something at least decent. I would say I was at about a 40% hit rate with that. And that 60% was bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, shit. And, and sometimes I thought, you know, I really hit it off. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is going to be sick. This bass line is tight. I got, I got my arpeggios popping and everything's like <laughs> real nice music theory. That shit was a mess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel it. Uh, the As far as like performatively doing things my stepbrother is now posting on instagram rising grind oh god damn it and he'll have his time stamp at three in the morning and i'm like dog you don't want that life it's that's not and then an article drops about uh it's from forbes or business insider or one of those dumbass sites where it says like the most successful ceos in the world get up at 4 30 in the morning oh yeah it- <sighs> Oh, I hate that shit. Okay, yeah, but like what time they, zone though? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, did they for did who? they talk about said CEOs like their morning routines and stuff? Uh, some of them, yeah. So, like one of them was like, oh, he gets up at four thirty in the morning so he can attend a seven o'clock meeting with people in uh, in New York. He lives on the West Coast. Sure. And I'm like, all right, valid reasoning. Sometimes you want to be at meetings for whatever reason. Uh, one person was like, oh, they like go jogging or whatever, and then they eat food, and then and then they go to work, and it's like, okay, okay. Yeah. So it's not as if like these things that these people are doing are explicitly reserved for being up at four thirty in the morning. No. So there was a um, there's this this subset of BuzzFeed. I want to say it's BuzzFeed Blue or some shit, but it's like a lifestyle kind of channel on YouTube. And uh, one of the things that they they did was oh we we followed the schedule of CEOs for two weeks or whatever. And, uh, you know, that meant they were going to bed at like 10 PM. They were waking up at four 30 and, you know, living that life. But the amount of time that you lose by adhering to this schedule is absurd. Like you can't be productive with this schedule that they follow because you have to let time for your body to adjust to that schedule first. And second, you actually have to be like, healthy in yeah. order to follow yeah. that so schedule. It, it was stuff like they would before going to bed they would take a bath like they wouldn't shower they would take baths well baths take a whole lot longer than Why just a quick fuck shower would they take baths because that's a dope, first of all uh <laughs> i haven't taken a good bath like Baths aren't bathtubs in most places aren't built for adult men. No, so not. you can't comfortably fit in a bathtub. But boy, you get a you get a good hotel bathtub. You get one of those. Yeah, one of those and the idea is to relax the body. It feels real good, and uh, you know, so they sleep body. better. And then you know, so they would get up dumb early. They would jog, make a good breakfast, whatever, and like answer emails or something in the morning, and then you know, go to work, do their thing, and then leave. And it's basically just. Work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, and that's it. And as a CEO, how much of that is active mental engaging? Yes, because thing about these CEOs, we idolize them so much, but how much of that is them actually working on anything? They're going to meetings, they're making phone calls and stuff, but I, if they had four hours of real work a day, yeah. I would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, if we look at how the average American worker spends their time, what was the study? It was like you get like four and a half hours of productive time out of any given employee per week or something like that. Yeah, that, that. sounds right. 
And it, it was something dumb low. Like maybe it was four and a half per day. Maybe it was two and a half per day. But it was less than half of the day was dedicated to working. Yeah. And like most of the day is fucking around. And I couldn't imagine that that's much different for CEOs. Because most of their job, at least in my mind, because I don't know CEOs, is like retaining information and then regurgitating that information. And then delegating. Decisions, yeah. Making yeah. executive decisions but delegating everything to people that you trust to make those decisions yeah exactly and then dealing with people issues yeah and then like that's really about it right that can't your job isn't like you're not an engineer sitting at a desk like pounding out code all day. Uh, they probably were at some point for a lot of these people but that's not the job and if they tried the to do that company if they tried to do that go to bed at 10 wake up before 30 shit when they were actually doing the work yeah, they the would company just never does. get anything yeah. done <laughs> yeah they'd go to work all fucking tired like oh man i woke up two hours early uh, uh, but yeah. you got six and a half hours of sleep and uh, I wasn't restful because <laughs> I'm stressed out about making sure everything's paid. Yeah. And like that schedule means you cannot work overtime. Like, and you pretty much can't have hobbies or anything that requires that you be up late. Like, yeah, I know that that's kind of ideal for your corporate overlords for you to not have a life outside of your job. But I think for a healthy lifestyle you should probably have a life outside your job you should you really should uh and that's why capitalism is bad yep (laughs) what was this about performative living (laughs) yeah i mean ultimately another big component of performative living at least in my opinion is uh the motivational posting right like (laughs) i posted like a couple motivational things and i felt gross for it uh not because like i was doing something that's really shitty like a lot of the motivational posts that i saw on instagram were vague things that can mean a lot of things to different people right uh one of the posts i saw and this is the one that i remember because somebody actually texted me about it and they're like denzel you know you're taking that out of context and i was like yes i know that's the point um (laughs) it said something along the lines of like damage makes you mature like make it makes you like the act of maturing yes, faster. Yeah, it makes you grow faster. Uh, yes. And I was just like, Oh cool. Like I'm super stoked. My broken arm led me to stop laughing at fart jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and like I, that, that kind of thing I think is like really awful. Right. What people don't need is motivational posts. What they need are therapists. Yeah. yeah. Like you need to talk to people so they can help you contextualize the things that you're feeling exactly. and like going through. Yeah. Motivational stuff doesn't apply context to people's situations. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've like that you see with a lot of those posts is that there's some, they're like kind of a lowest common denominator, but like still positive. Like there's stuff to make you feel better. Yeah. Not stuff to actually improve your situation at all. And that's when like the performative shit really gets to me. Like I, I've mostly stopped using uh, Instagram and I'm like slowly using Twitter less. I've substituted both those things for Reddit, which is an equal mistake, Oof. but uh, about to give that shit up too. That app's about to come right back off my phone. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's one I haven't installed, but with uh, Instagram in particular, like you see a lot of these, like these people who are, their brand is positivity but in a way that's clearly like 
performative. Yeah, and it doesn't. This doesn't do anything yeah. for anybody, and it just makes people feel better when they're scrolling through their feed and they're like, they can just double tap it real quick and be like, yeah, I, maybe I like yeah. that message. That's maybe a good yeah. message. Or like, I see, I have some folks on Facebook that. Uh, will like repost shit from those pages. Yep. Like this is fucking like this doesn't mean anything. And all you're doing is just reaffirming the shit that you like about yourself you don't want to change. Yeah. Like I have a dude who like he posts a lot of stuff about uh like a lot of like relationship stuff. Like he's single. And he posts a lot about <laughs> stuff about like the kind of like the kind of dude you gotta be. A real woman loves a man who's unique. Yeah, yeah like, loving. Shit like that. Yeah, and I was like, bro, you joined the navy when you were twenty five, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your whole personality is working out. Like, oh, you were gonna say something? Oh, see, I was, I was gonna say there's another kind of reformative living that I thought you more meant, but I guess it's a, a little bit more obvious, and that's the. Uh, I'm trying to flex on everyone, but I'm also kind of broke. Performative oh, yeah. yeah but that's, that's not like new. That's not bow wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's that MySpace shit. Yeah. That takes it all the way back there. Yeah, I hate that shit as well. So here's a long form uh, <laughs> performative post by somebody oh, that I knew was on uh, house arrest. And going to barber school. So he was like confined literally to the barber school. Nice. Couldn't walk out of there. Uh, nice. It was very gnarly. Uh, if you take a piece of rotten fruit and place it beside perfectly good fruit, what happens? The mold from the rotten fruit spreads over to the good fruit and both end up in bad condition. So what happens when you surround yourself with people who don't build you up? Well, you become just like them. Food for thought. Like, what's it? Like a bad apple ruins a bunch. Yeah, Is it, that's a long form version. Yeah, of that. just saying that. He, he really thought he snapped when he wrote that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, drop and the mic after it. <laughs> his hashtag is food for thought. And I was like, <laughs> like Bro. just slam poetry ass out of here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, I, I like I uh, one one part of me is really appreciative that people uh, do enjoy self-help stuff and like motivational posts. Mm -hmm. But part of the issue is that uh, there was a study that came out that backs this up. I'd have to find it. But effectively it says the people who read the most self-help stuff read the most self-help stuff. Like they buy it and continue to buy it. Yeah. And it's like if any of this was, was working for this person, they would, They'd buy, they had, they'd to find buy the one that worked, and that would be it. Yeah, there would be the book. So when when you hear me at home railing against self-help books or like positivity gurus or that one CEO that I followed on Instagram for a while, he, he would say like the weird – like not even weird stuff, but like it was obviously performative, right? Like, yeah. And part of the issue when you have a real person saying these types of things to you is like you don't know if this is that genuine – person's personality yeah. yeah it's like he's like he's walking around with his phone imagine that i'm holding my phone up with my arm extended with the face camera pointing at me because that's exactly what i'm doing right now and he'd say stuff into the camera like make sure you do everything you can today to make today your best day every day is your best day make it so do your thing make sure yeah just do it 
make sure that everything you do it benefits you or some some shit like that right I, i'm here in my house at the hollywood hills and i got my, my lamborghini behind me and i'm not proud of that i'm proud of this i'm proud of my books yeah oh, read a lot of books find yourself a mentor and read some books. <laughs> <laughs> I've got all this shelf space for these books because I live in a big ass house with all these. Fu- I, I look at my garage. I've got four fucking cars in my garage. But you know what? Money's not important. And it's I like how books. it's always the richest motherfuckers who will tell you money won't make you happy. Yeah. Which in the abstract, I agree with. Yeah. But financial security will bring you a lot of fucking happiness. Yeah. It, it gives you, you are choices. way more comfortable. <laughs> If you don't have to worry about when am I going to eat next? Am I going to be able to, uh, if something happens to me today, am I going to be fucked for five years? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's the performative shit I'm talking about. I've, I, I absolutely hate it. And the reason why I call it performative is because I did actually see somebody post an article recently that said, uh, I have some thoughts about performing up, uh, performative waking up too early. And I was just like, I agree with you, baby. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't post on social media because I don't want to seem like I'm looking for attention for like basically anything. And uh, doing stuff like that, you know. You wake up early and you post about it. You're looking for attention for that. You want validation for your quote unquote hard work, whether it is or not hard work. You're looking for attention. And uh, yeah, I hate it. I hate making a show of things. Yep. And I hate when other people do. Shit's whack. Shit is whack. Worst thing 2018 Dragon Ball Fighters pushing out. Marvel's Capcom Infinite, which was not at Evo on the main stage. Also, shout out to Dragon Ball Fighters being fucking dead now. Oh, already? How's that community? It's like, it's already waned quite a bit, which was kind of expected because a lot of fighting games just don't really have longevity. And yeah. then there was big issues with um, Toei and uh, Shueisha apparently uh, stopping tournaments and streams and stuff basically like they wouldn't co-sign tournaments and like sponsor them and stuff but also like said hey yeah we don't want you making money off of our games that's shitty it's super shitty and um apparently like there are people within those studios that are saying we never did that and there are other people that are like uh yeah you shut down my shit yeah Go fucking figure. Yeah, so that really hurt everything. But then also, like, I mean, if you watched Evo Top Eight for Dragon Ball Fighters, that was stale. Like, it was it was cool, like individual matches. But if you watch the whole the whole Top Eight, it's like, yeah, okay, we got Cell Bardock again. Yeah, the problem with specifically Dragon Ball Fighters is that there's not that much variance in the combos. No. So when you're watching it, and even me as an amateur, like I got kind of bored of it at a certain point because you would see the same combo strings from yeah. like every and single it, player. That was one of my issues with that game just right off rip was that 
it felt like you had to play the game in a very specific way. Otherwise, you're just not playing the game right. And I, you can argue that, you know, there are a lot of games like that where it's like, oh, if you're, you know, not playing Dota, you know, if you're if you're trying to play, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to get way too specific with this and a lot of people are going to miss the uh, the analogy. But in any case, you know, you you had to play. If you're playing Goku, why aren't you just playing Bardock? Because Bardock has the same tools as Goku, but better. And if you're playing Bardock, you better be doing this specific combo that ends this way. Otherwise, you're just being inefficient with that character. Oh, weird. It's like having seven different versions of Goku in a game led to a lot of repetition. Hmm. That's Crazy, strange. Right? <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. So, I don't dislike the game. I just... I think they need to do more to add some variance to that game. Otherwise it will be actually dead by this time next year. Yeah. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Well, yeah, no, but fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. Fighting games don't have the amount of longevity that they used to have. Awesome. The community is going to dry up and look like fucking, I don't know, MOBAs 10 yeah. years ago before, <laughs> before riot dropped. Yeah. Or it's going to look like the Starcraft community in like three years or the Starcraft <laughs> community now in three years. Yeah. And like they're going to be like six, six games that people play. Nobody's going to be releasing any new shit. And it's, it's kind of funny because right now, uh, last week, there was a Marvel 2 tournament. Or it, was, it was actually more of an exhibition than a tournament in, uh, in New York where a lot of the old heads came back and like you know did their thing and it was just a uh like you know we're in the twilight zone between christmas and new years we don't really know what's going on (laughs) just fuck it doing our thing and they ended up getting like seventy five hundred dollars in donations for like just for the pot bonus and and all that and there were original like end of stretch goals for that was 2500 but it just popped off so hard that they tripled that that's awesome yeah it was really cool and it was also really fun to watch people were telling a bunch of you know old head stories and shit like that and then starting the third in the u.s i think i don't remember exactly but in japan there's a uh, yearly third strike tournament cooperation cup and uh, that that tournament is super fun to watch and you know what I would rather watch those streams than some of these new ones because shit gets stale. Yeah. And when you have games that have aged as well as Third Strike, Marvel 2, even CVS 2, I mean, it's just, it's more fun. It's, there's more to it. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe one day we'll go back to our uh, our old hardcore roots in fighting games. But No way. Unlikely. No way. <laughs> it's gonna be legit just old heads playing yeah you're gonna be in your fucking 50s and <laughs> trying to get down oh uh, yeah they're gonna be seniors tournaments <laughs> <laughs> can't uh, do roms anymore because i got arthritis <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure there's some uh movies that i wasted my time on this year venom. but uh I, I love venom i'm not even gonna apologize about it. i fucking love that movie uh, i was trying to watch venom the other day <laughs> Oh, it's out on digital now, isn't it? Yeah, I just yeah. got yeah, nice. to either make that purchase or find a good rip of it. One of those two. 
oh, we don't condone piracy. Not Worst my- things of 2018, piracy. Kids don't pirate things. <laughs> yeah, your boy's uh, out here able to afford all, the, afford all these streaming services. <laughs> I know for HBO Now the other day. Oof, yikes. Probably not worth it, but I'm seeing a lot of movies I didn't get a chance to see. So. There you go. Well, fair enough. Uh, m- the internet company I have has threatened to turn off my internet multiple times at this point uh, because my roommate does a lot of piracy. So... Yeah, your roommate. Get a VPN. Uh, he uses it. Sometimes he forgets to turn it on. I and okay. you have to get. It's like very specific things that they'll take note of. It's like it's only new big movies that they'll put any sort. Of uh, I got. I got a. I got an email over the film uh, "Death Becomes Her," <laughs> which came out wow. in like nineteen ninety four. Some shit. <laughs> wow. Oh shit. Well, yeah. Uh, so that concludes that segment. If you couldn't tell, we didn't prep anything beforehand. Uh, and Bringing it back. Yeah, didn't prep shit for that. Uh, next up, oh, I wanted to give a quick couple reviews to a couple things that I watched. If you do have Netflix or feel like piracing, uh, piracy, we don't condone piracy, but Happy is a really fun show with Chris Maloney and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. It's on uh, Netflix. I've only seen the first two episodes, but yeah, I did see this on Netflix and about to get on it. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, it's about a guy whose daughter's imaginary friend comes to find him after he has a heart attack. And it ends, of course, on a cliffhanger. And I'm like, of course I want to see where this goes because it dips its toe into the supernatural. Yeah. And I really want to fucking see what happens because I like I like occult shit. I don't look. I don't like horror. <laughs> I like I like spooky, like light, lightly light spooky spooks. things. Yeah. yeah. Like I just, you know. I I can deal with that. I can't have night like I will not lie to you. When I was a child, uh, I went to go see The Grudge. I think I was a teenager at the time. Yeah, uh, and that shit gave me nightmares for like a month, bro. It was gnarly. Like that, I can still envision in my head like the lower half of the the jaw hanging out in the base or the attic with the tongue in it. Yeah, uh, I can still see it in my head. It was fucking gnarly. That movie fucked me up. So I don't do horror movies anymore. Yeah, I still can't. I, uh, I just don't like them. The girl I'm seeing, uh, we started like hanging out in like September, October. So Halloween rolled around and she won. We were like hanging out because Halloween was in the middle of the fucking week this, this year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I think it was a Wednesday or some shit. So we she wants to come over and watch movies and like hey uh i don't watch horror movies i won't because i'll fucking have nightmares almost 30 years old i'm going to have nightmares and she was like it'll be fine i'm like look i'm telling you if we watch any horror movies tonight it might not be tonight it's gonna be this week i guarantee you i'm I'm gonna freak the fuck out she's like it's fine i'll be here i was like you say that (laughs) so the one night that week she didn't sleep in my place Oh boy! I had just nightmare after nightmare. I just started my new job, so I'm like working ten hours a day. I get home and it's just within two hours, fucking up. Oh, (laughs) get back to sleep again, just five six times. I texted her like three in the morning. It's like I fucking told you. I told you this shit. (laughs) We we watched a fucking uh, the cabin in the woods, which is effectively just a parody like a yeah. breakdown of horror tropes it was still enough to fuck me up and i was it's not it's not about Damn. it Ooh. 
damn that sucks uh happy worth watching um also saw bird box oh yeah not necessarily a horror movie just a thriller just i that suppose thing all the memes are from right yeah <laughs> that's uh somebody i think it was juice campbell recommended that i watch it and tell him how many brights it got i think it's actually better than bright to be honest with you ah. uh the movie is fairly predictable uh you know exactly what's gonna happen when it's gonna happen it's not gonna leave you guessing but it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination it's just boring yeah i mean there they wear blindfolds and you never see the monster and like i don't know what the threat of the monster is if it never touches you spoilers uh it the monster itself can't touch you interesting uh it's like some fucking non-euclidean monster from the horrors of hp lovecraft that when you look at it it makes you want to kill yourself yeah it's like so, all i could get is like you see it and like people see it and it makes them crazy yeah and well, what is that talk about talk about that crazy shit it's like watching anime you watch it and it makes you want to kill yourself <laughs> and yeah i mean it's it's fine it's i mean it's fine i like i like the beginning of it a lot the way that it opens up i mean not necessarily when the horror stuff starts happening i like uh they're driving down the street in the car and i was like yo this is sick as fuck but it it's predictable it's i don't know it's fine it's not it's not a banger but like it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination and oh god i want to spoil it but i mean it's something that you would see coming if you watch the movie right that's one of the first questions i had when i started watching it i was just like huh but you'll you'll see if you watch it uh it's better than bright yeah and then yeah i think those are the only two things that i watched i watched uh baki on oh god baki is fucking insane it i don't know how i feel about that show like i i've read the manga or at least part of it but it wasn't the part that the anime is is covered yeah Yeah. it, it starts kind of in the middle of the story well, see, Baki, the manga, the part that you read and, like, all the preceding parts up to it, I'm pretty sure it's, like, more normal than... Yes. It, because... Well, it, so, there is... I forget the name of the original series, but there's, like, you know, it's basically Dragon Ball and then Dragon Ball Z. So, the Dragon Ball of Baki is him, like, becoming this badass and, like, he's learning how to do it. And I hear that's actually the best one. Uh, but then, like, the second part... It's like that tournament that they keep referencing in the anime. Like that's when that takes place at the start of that. After he, you know, he's already big and bad and all that. But then the anime takes place in like the second arc of the manga or something. And it's it's not bad, but it's weird. <laughs> um like for one, in order to enjoy this show, you have to you definitely have to be okay with really, really, really buff dudes not wearing a lot. <laughs> That's just right out the gate. You gotta be down with soft core borrow porn. Uh and then just absurd, like there is no grounding in reality in terms of like how strong these dudes are gotta be you gotta reconcile that as well and it's not like supernatural like oh i'm shooting hadokens and shit no it's just 
oh, I'm so good at kung fu <laughs> that I can <laughs> that move I, past the speed of light. Exactly. It's like, it's as if like kung fu were real in real life. Like what they tell you that people who practice kung fu can do in real life. Yeah. Like this man can blow on you and kill you. It, yeah. That's what they do in the anime. Exactly that kind of shit. And it's really exaggerated in pretty much every way. And it's it's really over the top. I enjoyed it. Oh, also, the Netflix see, season stopped in the fucking middle of... I don't, I don't get how they chose to stop where they did, but it's like... They said, oh, 26 episodes, time to stop. <laughs> it was only 13. And, like, they had just introduced a new character who was about to do something cool. And it's like, eh, that's episode 13. We're, season, we're, we're out of here. Go figure. Go figure. So, yeah, it's... I would say it's a very, very soft recommendation from me. Like, if you think you're down with all of the above, like, if you liked Fist of the North Star for all of its dumb shit, you'd probably like this. But if you're... If you can't suspend that level of disbelief, just just don't. (laughs) Don't bother, because the art gets real weird sometimes, too. Oh, and there's 3D fight scenes that are bad. Yeah, some of them are real shitty. And part of the problem that I have with anime is like, anime to me as a medium, I think should be well animated at all times. It needs to look fucking good. If it doesn't look good, it's not worth watching. I'm going to agree. Either that or it has to be like stylized in a way where like the choppy animation isn't a big deal. Yeah. Like, Like Dead Leaves is an example of that. Yeah. Um, although I don't really remember what the animation looks like, but let's say that it was poorly animated for animated for the sake of argument, then like I would be fine with it because it's it was, highly stylized. It was well animated, but it was at like a lower frame rate. Yeah. So okay, it's you can definitely get away with it because it looks so cool, and you know they really, you know. In Dead Leaves, they're not trying to make realistic motions. You know, they did like the cartoon shit of, you know, popping people in around the screen and all that. Yeah, it worked for them. Uh, The problem that I have with Baki, though, is that they transition between the 2D and 3D pretty (laughs) seamlessly, or not seamlessly, but they transition between the two and you can see the seams. Yeah, it's not good 3D. Yeah, it's, it's not stylized in a way to make it less obvious yeah and there i can't remember what show did it but it made sense in the show Mm -hmm. where like the the art kind of matched the 3d really well yeah there's there's some that do it pretty well inuyashiki uh does it pretty well and it's mostly just for like these big you know mecha kind of shots and you know flying through the city where yeah it's just impractical to try and do that hand-drawn but yeah, this was not good. There's, it's not good incorporation of 3D. Uh, the other thing I watched uh, today was a uh, high school girl, high score girl, uh, also on Netflix, and uh, that was a manga that I had read a bit of as well. And it's it's about uh, middle school kids playing video games basically and this girl is really good at video games and the main dude is pretty good but he's not as good as her and um 
I think I would like it a whole lot more if I just didn't hate the girl. She, <sighs> you fucking sexist. No, she just doesn't speak and is like has no personality, but is also perfect at everything. Like she's rich and beautiful, and you know has everything and studies a lot and is way too good at every video game and also beats the shit out of the main character for no reason. Also, while not speaking, like all of the above, I hate. <laughs> well, that's fair. Fair complaint. Yep. Doesn't matter, male, female, whatever. You know, it's just that's just shitty writing. And I mean, if they just had a personality, I would be okay. But she doesn't have a personality. Maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe that's like a cultural meme in Japan, where it's Maybe. like, oh, this person's the shit at everything, but they just don't talk. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to guess at Japanese culture because sometimes I look at manga and I'm like, I understand that culture allows you to like do these sorts of things. But like, do people, this isn't good. This isn't good. But that's by my American standards. By Japanese standards, people could love it. Let's say by uh, my standards, I think, again, uh, Goblin Slayer, huge piece of shit. It's trash. <laughs> it's an awful show. Uh, and that, that goes beyond like uh, the whole violence against women thing. It's not a big deal in the show. Oh, uh, it's just a casual thing that happens. Yeah. I mean, it's never like the emphasis is never like, oh, like, oh, look at this horrible thing that happens. But it's like so consistent in the show that it's like kind of like or in the manga, at least. Uh, where it just doesn't even matter at all. And somebody greenlit that for a show. They looked at it and they said like, oh, this is fine. Like, there's no problems with this. This is completely normal. Uh, Let's make it into a show. Uh, There's no story, no substance there. There are characters doing things, much like this podcast, Slice of Life, (laughs) but about a goblin slayer. uh, And instead of killing you, the goblins just rape you. Uh, if you're a woman, if they're if you're a dude, they'll probably just eat you alive or something like whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, but it's not good. Yeah. It's not good. I can't remember what. Oh, cultural. Yeah. Don't know in what culture like that is good media. Right. And I'm sure you could look at a lot of American stuff. You sure as fuck can look at a lot of American oh, stuff yeah. and Canadian stuff and be like, yo, like how the fuck did this get made? This is not good. Oh, there's so much bad stuff out there, but and I don't even think high score girl is bad. It's just not for me. Like the appeal of it is there because of it uses, it uses real games. Like, the first game they talk about is Street Fighter 2. Then they talk about Final Fight and uh, Ghosts and Goblins. And I'm sure Capcom spent a bunch of money on getting this made. <laughs> now that I think about it. But, you know, they use they talk about real things in these games. And that's cool. Because whoever did this, whoever made it, knows their shit. And that's cool. Write a better secondary character. Fair enough. And, you know, if if anybody's listening and says no... She grows a personality. She actually becomes endearing and stops beating the shit out of this guy for no fucking reason. Okay, then I'll watch more. Until then, nah. She becomes endearing by falling in love with the dude. I guarantee it. (laughs) Oh, shit. And it's like, oh, God. Like, no, I get it. I get it now. There are probably, Goblin Slayer is probably like their version of a police procedural in Japan. You know what I mean? Like Magnum PI, 
CSI, NCIS. Goblin Slayer is probably that, but for the Japanese anime <laughs> yeah. scene. I'd rather watch a million Japanese reality TV shows than watch Goblin Slayer. <laughs> that shit sucks. And it's not it's it's more offensive to me because people actually like it or are pretending to like it than it is actually bad. Like I I could enumerate the problems that I have with the show as I have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you sure could. <laughs> but it, like those in some those problems aren't that bad. Yeah. Right? Like I could name way more things that are worse than like that just based on like NCIS, right? You watch NCIS, it's formulaic. The acting's bad. The shots are terrible. There's no creativity. Like, that's a worse show categorically than Goblin Slayer. But I just hate Goblin Slayer so much more because it's anime. I'm prejudiced. Anime sucks. I, I do think the, the bar is higher for anime. Just like it takes so much more effort and like to make it, you know. Like, yes, I know. TV shows have high production value and they take time and they require actors, et cetera, et cetera. But the, you can make a procedural every week. And yeah. like that's, that's your turnaround schedule. To make an anime on a weekly basis, you either have to cut a lot of corners or you have a shitload of people working on it. it just, it's hard to animate half an hour every week. Yeah, what they should be doing, ideally is just front-loading all the work in the off-season and then coming back with the... Well, yes, and that is what most high-budget studios do. Is that a high-budget thing in Japan? It's not necessarily just the high-budget stuff, but it's like there are some shows that do run actual just weekly. Like One Piece doesn't have off-seasons. What the fuck? Yeah, and that's, that's why that show's got so many fucking episodes. That's precisely why it has so many episodes, oh. and why so many of them are filler because they need to give time for the manga to get ahead in the story again. Because if they get too close, then they have to start, you know, writing themselves out of corners. So they just do filler episodes instead of taking breaks because it's a kids' show. Oh, fair enough. Well, and that's why it looks like shit. Yeah. Also. Because they only have, you know, a week to make every given episode. So, I wish uh, I, that yeah, sucks. That's, I, I was talking with someone about that at the uh, New Year's party where, like, I, I like One Piece as a manga. I like the world. I like the characters. I can't watch the anime because the animation sucks. <laughs> there are moments that are good. Because, like, you know, someone spent three weeks on, like, this two-scene little segment. But, uh, yeah, on the whole, that show kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, we spent, like, 40 uh, hours in a week uh, making the scene of Luffy crying. Uh, those, we, we, those One Piece tears are real. <laughs> yeah. We had to make sure his face was, like, real distended. Yeah. Real characteristic. Yeah. Uh, anyway, let's get into questions from subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You already know what the fuck it is. Yeah, you do. So, from last week, Juice Campbell asked, you guys looking forward to anything in particular in 2019? I, I want to see Avengers 4. I want I want to know how they're gonna retcon everyone back to life. They're all alive in the soul gem. Yeah, that's that's the prevailing theory. And honestly, 
one that makes sense. So, yeah, I guess I guess that's what they're gonna do, or something to that effect. Who knows? But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the one thing that's like that I we got coming. Oh, I guess Kingdom Hearts after you know seven thousand years of waiting. Yeah, it's time for Kingdom Hearts three to come out. Okay, I'm waiting for that to get delayed though. <laughs> I'm waiting for Godzilla of King of Monsters. Oh yeah, that looks cool. fucking sick. Cool. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, nah, not really. Yeah, it's I mean, not too much that 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 I'm anticipating. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some cool stuff that comes out, some great movies, some great games, several that are currently flying under our radar, but. Yeah, no, I don't do a whole lot of anticipation because then that just makes that makes the moment that you're living in feel less sweet. Boo. <laughs> Juice Campbell asks, this week, I know Denzel doesn't like pets, so here's a question. If you could reuse a shrink ray on any animal and reduce it down to the size of a cat or dog and keep it as a pet, what animal would you shrink and domesticate? This question also applies to Chet. My life will be complete when I can adopt a mini giraffe. Dog, I I would say an elephant, but I think elephants are too smart for that. So <laughs> it would just be fucking cruel for me to domesticate an elephant in that nature. It'd be real fucked up. I mean, I feel like as long as you're taking good care of the elephant, then that motherfucker remembers its family. Bring the family. (laughs) (laughs) They all remember their herd. They're going to be stomping around my fucking apartment like dogs. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Elephant was also my go-to answer, but I also, I mean, now, now you're just making me feel guilty about that. So we're not going to do it. I mean, yeah. So I guess most mammals are actually pretty cool. Uh, and can be domesticated to some extent, or at least trained. Like a tiger would be cool. A mini tiger. They're actually less violent than house cats. Oh. So having a cat-sized tiger be pretty lit. Also, would not mind a bear. Just a mini bear that's not going to murder me. Hmm. Don't like the fur all around can't have it yeah that's that is that is a fair point but maybe a hippo little hippo Hippo would be funny fun yeah i don't know watch it crack like walnuts in its mouth instead of watermelons (laughs) give it like a little persimmon or an orange or an apple yeah small fruit yeah something much more manageable yeah no i'm not big into pets at all yeah seems uh it seems weird to i don't know i don't know and also i just don't like animals yep there you go yeah i can't wait for global warming to take them all <laughs> God. trevor slattery asks what do you guys think about will smith and the as the genie in the new aladdin movie he's apparently going to be blue for most of the movies but i know you guys have seen the pictures i think he looks fine i mean i think he's like the best choice yeah, I think I think Will Smith is actually a very good choice for them to do. Because if they were to do any actor 
who's even similar to Robin Williams, there's just going to be too many comparisons drawn. Like if you did say like a Jack Black, you know he would play it in a similar manner and people are going to be like, it's just not the same. Yeah. But Will Smith can play it differently enough and still, you know, have his own brand of being that fun character that uh, I think it'll work. As for that photo, I think people overreacted and he he needs to look less human than that, but it's fine. I, I don't think it's a big deal. I also don't really care about the movie in general, so that yeah, <laughs> that helps. It's super exploitative by Disney just remaking their shit over yeah. and over and over again in live action form. Shout outs to that CG version of Lion King that people keep calling live action yeah it's it's all cg because what are you gonna do you're just gonna film actual lions there was a uh a disney movie that had a bunch of footage of live lions and most of the cast and crew got injured except the lions oh was that that movie with uh that was a alfred hitchcock thing Mm, yeah it was a disney movie and it was supposed to it was like done in the mid 80s it was done in the mid eighties or something. And it was just an ill conceived production. It was supposed to be like this heartwarming story about this family adopting lions or some shit. And the lions just kept attacking everyone. So Tight. almost all of the main actors all got injured. Jeez. Like, pretty seriously. That's fucking gnarly. Yep. But all of the lions totally unscathed. So if that happened today, uh, Disney would have their fucking pantsuit off and no longer exist. Yeah. I don't know how they didn't get into more shit than they did. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Fish Nipples for Sale says, congrats on the two-year mark, guys. These episodes keep getting better. Became a patron last month and have been enjoying the night schools. Working my way through the MCU commentaries now. Keep up the good work. Real nerd hours never stop. Yeah, thanks, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. It's yeah. uh, not to say that it's been hard work, but it's been work. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we do have to continue doing this, but you know, we out here. We're doing it for y'all. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. Yeah, and it still tickles me pink that people enjoy the show. It really does. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Summer Jack the Face Ripper asks. What's the loudest show you've ever been to? In a good way, of course. Loudest band I've ever seen live was Fear Factory in the Theater of Living Arts in Philly. The venue was super small and combined with a crushing industrial metal band like Fear Factory, it felt like every bass drum hit was being driven straight through my chest. Through my chest. Act of God was the opener that night. Congrats on two years. Thank you. Uh... Loudest show that I've been to, I want to say it was this hardcore show at a local San Diego venue called Soma. Soma does the hardcores. Yeah, it was fucking loud. I was in there for like 10 minutes. My ears wouldn't stop ringing for the rest of the night. Yeah. I was just going to go see a friend who was doing uh, the photography for the band that was playing. And like that shit was gnarly. <laughs> that shit was yeah. Gnarly. No, that's those. It's basically 
loud bands in small venues. That's what really does it. So I, I played a show with uh, Kirby's Dream Band a month and a half ago. And uh, they were opening for Psycho Stick. Some of you may have heard of them. And uh, that was at uh, Brick by Brick. Uh, and uh, that place is a metal venue and it is tiny. And yeah, I, I had actually seen another show just the week prior at that same place. That was um, Dance with the Dead. And that, that group, it's like half a DJ set, half live band. So it's like two guitarists and then just pre-recorded stuff. Um, so it wasn't near quite as loud as a live band. So the next week, man, because I knew I'd be playing there, uh, I, I bought some earplugs for it. And that was one of the best decisions I had ever made. Cause holy shit, like those shows are loud enough as is, but after the show was done, I took my earplugs out because they were just, you know, playing music over the speakers after everything was done and everyone's leaving. That was too loud. Just the music they were playing over the speakers that I could barely hear through my earplugs. I just went, sat through a whole show and I could hear everything perfectly clearly. <laughs> but taking those earplugs out afterwards, that was still too loud. It was insane. That's fucking gnarly. Also, uh, pro tip, get fucking earplugs. For any metal show, it you can still hear it just fine. Next almost time any, I'll follow that. Yeah, almost any uh, live show actually, you'll you'll probably be okay. Um, but if it's a big venue, you may not need it. Small venue, highly recommend. Pretty much necessary if you want to preserve your ears. Fair enough. Co Kennan says, "Sorry, I couldn't be arsed to call in and congratulate for the two year anniversary of RNH." But get those asses ready for me in July, because I'll be coming in hot. Oh, cool. That sounds gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He's going to be in town for San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. And if anybody else is going to be in town for any events, you know, hit us up, buy us beer, and uh, yeah, we'll come say hi, grace you with our presence. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, If you're at Anime Los Angeles... We'll be there. Uh, yeah, we'll be there. Just shoot us. Um, the best way for you to get in contact with me uh, through any means at Anime Los Angeles is probably through Discord. If you at me on Discord, I have the notifications on on my phone. So I will see it. And then uh, we could meet up or something. We could go do some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Discord works for me as well. But you got to at me because... I'm on too many servers. I'm not unmuting any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. And, uh, or you can Twitter DM, Instagram DM. Yeah. Don't Instagram DM me. I barely use it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm on Instagram fairly frequently, but I'm not checking those DMS really. Yeah. Um, I'm on Twitter fairly frequently, (laughs) but I'm not checking those DMS there either. So yeah, just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot us a at on discord. Yeah. Let's let's do what we came here for. Let's listen to these fucking voicemails. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Hey, Denzel. Hey, Chet. This is Rella Rella, and congratulations on making it two years. Man, two years. 
So, do you guys feel like you've changed much in these two years? Opinions on podcasting changed? Maybe you want to go outside a bit more? Do you have any plans on how to move forward now, based on your experience? Anyway, as always, guys, love listening to the show, and I hope to keep hearing you for two years more. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks, Rella Rella. Very positive, uplifting voicemail right there. Yeah. And a great voice to boot. Yeah, yeah. What a voice. That call quality was nice. Yeah. Uh, I would say as far as like podcasting goes, how much... I've changed so much over the last two years. Uh, Two years will change the person. Yeah. uh, There was... I was in a real bad spot at the beginning of 2017. And like not wanting to go outside probably was a side effect of being in that spot. Uh, I'm doing better now. Uh, I would say that like, do I want to keep podcasting? Yes. But like finding like the toughest thing about podcasting is not necessarily like having the will to do it, but having the things to talk about, like finding the topic that you want to talk about, what you want to be a fucking expert on because you can't be one of these dudes out here who runs a podcast and you call it a slice of life show, which really is low key a code for saying it's not really about anything. (laughs) You can't do that. You have to have a focus and a topic in order for it to like be pretty successful. I think that if we, if we had come out with something uh like a different product if we were doing a fucking history podcast like i think we would have been at war we would have maintained the numbers that we would have gotten at the start or we wouldn't have dropped as much but because the show is like effectively about nothing <laughs> yeah. like it's hard to maintain that audience yeah and it doesn't help that we are fucking terrible at it yeah we because we don't have a focus we can't really reach out into any sort of market we can't you know if this was specifically a tabletop podcast, we can go onto tabletop forums and say, Hey, you guys like tabletop? Check out our podcast. We've talked to girls before and you know, that, that would actually give us, you know, a leg up. (laughs) But, uh, because we have no focus whatsoever, it's just like, Hey, we're kind of funny sometimes. Yeah. It's a real, questionable um yeah <laughs> i would say like if if here's my advice to you if you want to start a podcast out there have a topic like willard tk and dirty d uh both run a podcast called podcastia and no Podheat and castia coheed and cambria podcast they just review all the songs by coheed and cambria they're gonna run out of songs eventually but like they that's a defined topic you know that's okay because there are podcasts that do have defined beginnings and ends and usually those creators also do other shit anyway so yeah like running a podcast in seasons yeah yeah it's a real good way to get some good production quality out of your shit yeah um what was the other question there? Uh, have we changed as people? Our opinions on podcasting uh, and I guess ideas for the future. I have so many fucking ideas, dog. We have too, too many, many ideas. Too many, and it's 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 not even really. Uh, here's some behind baseball. It's not about the idea. It's how you execute it. You could we could have a fucking podcast about talking about fucking refrigerators every week. 
and it could be successful based on how possibility based on how it's executed and that's what matters execution is what matters the product not so much we could be talking about fucking cut co knives and pyramid schemes <laughs> and just based on how it's presented it, it i could feel like be that good. actually would be an interesting podcast is like a, a deep dive into various pyramid schemes that have come across each year we could it would be we an could. interesting one but i don't know enough about that so i mean we could just google it find out mm-hmm. good yeah. point yep but we're not going to no <laughs> Hey, what's up, Chet? What's up, Tinso? This is Juice Campbell coming at you from West Virginia. Just wanted to uh, give you a shout-out for two years now. Wanted to say I appreciate you. Didn't want to make you guys look like a jackass, so I thought I'd uh, drop you a voicemail. Thanks for two years of entertainment. Please give us two more years of entertainment because I'm telling you, you guys are my favorite fucking podcast in the world. All right. Keep it up, guys. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. You're going to well, make this black you. man blush over here. Oh, Holy man. shit. Thank you. I also got to give a special it. shout out to West Virginia as a state because I forget that state exists. <laughs> oh, but I'm glad you. you're there. I I'm appreciate glad you're listening that. to us from there. Yeah, man. that's That means a lot. Uh, I It still blows my mind every day that people fucking still listen to the show and yeah then, you know we got to be doing something right because we got we got some people that really enjoy the stuff and you know y'all keep us going yeah i uh, yeah 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 uh it's it's really heartening out here <laughs> hey guys it's your girl delora so as much as i would love to rest you guys via voicemail I'm not funny enough to do it, so prepare yourselves for a metaphorical dick stroking instead. Really, though, I'm super proud of you both for what you've accomplished these last two years, not just for starting and continuing a podcast, but for evolving into something genuinely good and pleasant to listen to. You guys don't just settle for what you have. You strive towards being better and better, and your hard work is paying off. Love you guys lots, and keep up the hard work. Thanks, Thanks, Laura. We'll see you soon yeah i'm assuming we'll see you next week <laughs> yeah. uh thank you thank you for the voicemail my, we appreciate it metaphorical dick is very stroked <laughs> yeah same you guys you guys give those good long strokes yeah yeah i'm excited uh i'm excited hey denzel and chet it's your boy Ravello calling from san jose california and I just wanted to congratulate you guys on two years and 105 episodes of Real Nerd Hours. Here's to another 105. Good, the, the doses. Thank Jeez. you. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. You know, I appreciate everyone dropping their locations because I have no idea where most of y'all are from. <laughs> uh, yo, guys, this is Magetto. I'm just calling to say congrats on 100 episodes. I've enjoyed this show since the beginning, and I'm glad to, say you made, uh, glad to see that you made it this far. Uh, you guys have provided my weekly roundup of what's going on in the nerd world for almost two years now. For that, I am grateful. Because that means I don't have to spend all week following what all these nerds are doing. Uh, I was still bummed that the cassettes didn't happen, but I get it. Uh, instead, I will eagerly be awaiting my enamel pins so that I can start preaching that anime sucks gospel 24-7. Keep it up, guys. Peace. 
appreciate the voicemail. Uh, we finally got around to playing it. I swear to God, if you didn't get your pin, please just let me know. <laughs> I hope you did. I really Seriously. hope you did. Uh, he left the voicemail for episode 100 and we're just getting around to playing it now because uh, I'm a big dumb dumb. Uh, thanks everybody for the voicemails. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody for listening for, you know, the support for the last two years. I, you know, we did this just kind of on a whim and talk about that yeah you know to be here two years later have people saying that they you know legitimately enjoy our stuff you know that's that's why we're doing this it it started as just kind of an experiment and uh you know y'all kept us going yeah definitely uh thanks everybody it means a lot to us that people actually fuck around and listen to the show so yeah it's it's great. Uh, a little behind baseball. Uh, Charles wasn't here for any of the questions because he had to go. Yeah, because it's been taking so long. Yeah, uh, it's a long episode. <laughs> I thought uh, I thought we were going to zoom by all that, but there's going to be cuts made, so it may not seem as long as you think it is, or as long as we're saying it is. But you'll see. Yeah. You'll see. <laughs> uh, we'll get through when we get there. Yeah, but thank you, everybody. It's been a great two years. Uh, you'll definitely be hearing more from us, uh, over these next few years, but you know, it's important to us, uh, to thank you guys, uh, for your support. It's fantastic. It's amazing. We really appreciate it. And there's nothing quite like it. Nothing in this world quite like it. Yeah. Yeah. We appreciate y'all. And, uh, yeah, now we're going to go into the outro that we recorded with Charles <laughs> uh, while he was here. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you. Good luck and good night. Uh, thanks to, thanks to even though I don't have the list on me right now, I'll read it out next week. Thanks to all the patrons, uh, past and present. Everybody who supported us over the few years that we uh, have been doing this, it's been great. Like even even though we never broke like a ton of money on here, it's fucking cool. Yeah, it makes a, it makes us able to continue doing this, you know, without going out of pocket for ourselves, which is really nice because you know, as as much as we enjoy doing this, it is still something we pretty much are obligated to do and. To be paying to be paying for your own obligation. Yeah, I mean, there are ways. There are definitely ways to do the the shows for free. Don't like, God, don't use Adobe products if you can avoid it. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, just don't don't use those. Uh, And like, there are ways to host podcasts without having to pay fifteen dollars a month on uh, on SoundCloud. mainly if you already have websites it's easier to do that way but yeah i mean it's cool it's cool uh we appreciate every single one of these listens all i don't think we've broken a hundred thousand yet i uh, total yeah i I definitely doubt it uh we i think we're at like 80 or something like that for these last hundred episodes and most of them are the first 10 yeah buddy i'm I'm saying we should just re-record them and just replace the file (laughs) oh god that would be fantastic yeah i think that's what we i keep talking about it but we should actually do that that yeah um but anyway, uh, here's here's the outro with Charles. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this week's edition of Real Nerd Hours. Two years 
baby. Two years strong. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you, Charles, for coming through. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having uh, me on this uh, very special episode. Yeah. Very, very special. We appreciate it, dog. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, man. Look forward to seeing what you guys do with this going forward. Uh, probably the same old shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll catch you guys later. Y'all have a good night. Bye.